Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Aggregators and Brands podcast. Uh, today, myself, hi, and uh, my co-host, Omar, uh, we are uh, presenting the podcast, and we have a great guest. Uh, we are very excited to have Ritu Java from PPC Ninja, and uh, welcome, Ritu. I mean, thank you for joining to our podcast. Hi, Ritu. That's great that hi. you can make it today. Thank you so much, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I know hi from several conferences, like have met you many times and I think met Omar like once on a Zoom maybe, but really excited to be chatting uh, with both of you today. Absolutely. By the way, I think we missed each other in Miami. I, we had a booth, but uh, I was not able to leave the booth for some reason. And I guess <laughs> at the presentation and maybe you guys, uh, you, you just left after it or maybe not. I, you know, I came looking for you. I saw you on stage, you were presenting. I said, okay, I'll wait till he finishes. And then I got pulled into some other conversations. Anyway, I missed you, but I'm glad we're, you know, <laughs> we have more opportunities to run into each other. <laughs> right, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, it looks like the events are becoming more and more important to, to meet with the customers as well, uh, one more time after COVID. And uh, again, you know, thank you for uh, joining the show. Um, we want to talk more about aggregators and brands and uh, your views, your perspectives. And, but also like everybody knows you as the, the PPC master or basically the PPC ninja. So uh, maybe you can tell a bit about yourself, Ritu, and then we can take it from there. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my background uh, is um, definitely, you know, it goes back to uh, my engineering, uh, you know, degree back in India many, many years ago. But uh, more recently, I've uh, kind of been into the you know e-commerce space as an Etsy seller. Like I was, I started my own kind of uh, jewelry business uh, on Etsy about ten years ago, and that's when I kind of got into the e-commerce world. Uh, but since then, I've kind of uh, honed in on advertising because that's I, I realized that's my passion, and um, I kind of got uh, a degree in uh, data science, and then I was you know, just lucky to get, um, you know, an opportunity to work for a very large um, Amazon brand. And that's how I kind of got started with uh, advertising in the Amazon space. And then fast forward to today, um, I'm now the CEO of PPC Ninja, and we are a software and service provider uh, in the Amazon advertising space. And um, basically, we help uh, brands, uh, six, seven and eight figure brands with their sponsored advertising as well as DSP. And we've also recently started offering uh, Google and Walmart as, as well. So that's kind of my background and a little bit of background about PPC Ninja. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that, that's already perfect. That's already perfect. Hi. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we, we, we like the PPC part of this, you know, because uh, um, especially uh, PPC Ninja, I have heard a lot of, of you. Um, the, um, one of the veterans in the business i would even say because you know it's uh when i remember i talked to to ritu it's been a few years back so um ppc still still there uh still growing and um i think this is as well as software right you are you're really developing uh, a, a software correct correct yes we have our own software and um yeah, I mean, the software actually was part of a larger tool. It was an all-in-one tool, but we realized that, uh, you know, advertising is becoming so important that we, we decided to just focus on advertising because it's such a big 
piece of you know the the puzzle with with Amazon, and uh, you've really got to have uh, efficient advertising to uh, in order to succeed on Amazon these days, right? Everybody sees uh, you know more of ads and less of organic listings, and so that's kind of where we decided to focus uh, our efforts on. Absolutely. Great. Uh, by the way, we are using PPC Ninja as we also provide the PPC and all-in-one account management services. And we are very impressed with a few things like, you know, having all the history of uh, impressions, how the things develop, because typically, uh, typically Amazon gives you a snapshot, but PPC yeah. Ninja gives you a the death of the things. Like, I mean, what happened before, like historically, how the trends some somewhat like correlate with each other maybe and and i think knowing that is also extremely important so um maybe my first question will be as you are already like focused on the ppc for the last few years and the things are changing pretty rapidly uh like there was no dsp before and then we saw like or like uh, amazon acquiring recently mgm before that, it was Twitch. Uh, you know, before that, it was, and also now the even the Thursday uh, football. I mean, there's like so many different things going on with Amazon. So, how do you see that evolution, like compared to like three years ago, two years ago, a year back, right now after the COVID? Like, if you can kind of uh, give give us some insights about how you see the evolution in the last few years, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, when we started um, advertising on Amazon, you know, several years ago, it used to be so simple. There was just one auto campaign and a few manual campaigns coming up. And then, you know, it just evolved from there to become this complex, you know, uh, interaction between all different ad types and, you know, impressions flowing from, you know, one uh, page to another. And, you know, Amazon has been giving us a lot of tools. Um, and I think, uh, it's a win-win because not only is that beneficial to um, advertisers because we get to show our ads on different placements, um, you know, and continue to drive consideration, you know, no matter where people are in their journey. Um, it's also a big win for Amazon to to release all these different new tools for us, and because um, they're making a lot of money out of ads, right? Uh, their own kind of uh, retail business may not be making as much as uh, you know the the advertising and the AWS side of things is making. So I think Amazon is committed to advertising and we can see that in the way they have integrated um, you know, all the data that's coming from their acquisitions with DSP. So with DSP, you can actually now kind of dip into um, you know, uh, you know, shopper behavior that's coming from uh, you know, uh, IMDB or Twitch uh, or you know, uh, Prime prime uh, viewership, et cetera. Uh, they have access to all the first party data, of course, of like shopper behavior on Amazon, right? So all of that is like rich source of data. So I'm just thinking that, you know, one of the main kind of drivers of all these acquisitions that Amazon has made is for the data, for buying clients and for being able to expand, um, you know, the whole kind of ecosystem that they're uh, they're living on and um, it, it helps everybody, right? It, it's helping us, it's helping them. Uh, uh, now, I know that, uh, you know, our sponsored, uh, you know, uh, ads are everywhere. Like on, on page one, we, we see mostly ads now. Uh, so for, for the consumer, I'm not sure if that's a good thing uh, or not, because, you know, they're, they're being um, kind of 
influenced by uh, whatever shows up at the top of the page. And that's where, you know, uh, you know, it becomes important for your PPC strategy to be very honed in on what the shopper actually wants, rather than just, you know, attracting their attention or distracting them from what they're actually looking for. And that's where PPC and, you know, PPC tools come in and PPC strategies come in. So, yeah, I think all of this is uh, kind of tied together. Um, and uh, things are just going to get, you know, more and more complex from here on. It's going to get more and more competitive from here on. Uh, yeah, I can keep talking about the, the landscape, but this is kind of my top level thoughts on how things have evolved over the past couple of years. Um, I mean, it's it's exact, exactly true what you're saying, because I'm I'm buying on Amazon a lot, quite a lot, you know, and every time when I search something, I like I I look at the ads, I'm like, oh, yeah, I found it, you know, like, no, it's not good. This is not true. How can that be? You know, there's the wrong keywords or, ah, oh, but the product looks good, you know, let's click on it, you know, and I'm just on it. And when it's a client, obviously uh, my brain says already, okay, I should not click on it because then, uh, you know, I'm, but, but you know, my, my, my buying brain is definitely not scrolling down anymore. It's just going, you know, obviously when there is wrong ads, then I'm saying like, oh, again, you know, they, they get on my nerves. They, have, they didn't study the, the cultural differences, but when it's good, my brain don't think you just say to click, you know, and then I go, oh, goodbye, you know, and then I, it's, uh, it's, it's really amazing. It's a very funny point that, that you mentioned, because it, it doesn't, it doesn't just uh, uh, go on, on like the, the bias brain that, that we know, it's, it's even ourselves. So we, we are actually the, the rabbits ourselves when we, when we, when we can catch ourselves in these moments, you know, most of the time we're conscious, but sometimes I catch myself unconscious. I'm like, oh, they got <laughs> you, you know, they're good. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's that that's yeah. the real good thing so what do you think like in amazon uh in ppc um in 2022 what do you think are the changes i mean obviously the budget is higher within the us and in the eu it's smaller but i mean in general what what has been the main things um that has been changed in 2022 and what do you think where we will go in 2023 yeah, great question. Yeah, so I think um, the biggest change I'm seeing um, on the advertising side of things is that, you know, definitely CPCs are rising. So cost per click is just going up. And uh, the other kind of main thing that I've noticed is that there's a shift in, you know, the amount of sales that are coming from advertising compared to uh uh, organic sales, right? So the, the ratios used to look most mostly like 40-60, so 40% of your sales coming from PPC, 60% of your sales coming from organic. And now in 2022, I think those two numbers have just reversed. Switched. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're seeing more and more <laughs> brands that are uh, kind of struggling to grow their organic and um, their PPC component has really gone up to more, you know, more than half. So close to closer to 60%. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're, you're no longer able to do that long game or play that long game of invest in PPC and then eventually your organic will start to show results and then you can let go of your PPC. You can't anymore. You have to keep, you know, advertising your way through because uh, it is becoming uh, it, it, we knew it was pay to play, but now it's becoming even more so uh, given how many ads are showing up on, uh, you know, in every place, like the search results page on, on product detail pages, we actually see hundreds of ads, like you don't realize this, but on product detail pages, if you scroll down, they have started, you know, showing um, 
multiple carousels. And each of these carousels, if you scroll to the right, they are several hundred pages to the right. And that's just so many ads, right? How much can you scroll? Like that's the yeah, amount exactly. of this distraction. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, I think I, I call it, uh, you know. Noise. Um, yeah, it's, it's noise. In, in many cases, it's noise because even when you've, you know, hit, uh, you know, you know, you've hit the shopping cart and you're about to pay. Amazon will give you a few suggestions, and they are sponsored. Those are sponsored. Yeah, on top of that, yeah. <laughs> on top of that, you know. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on with, uh, with uh, different types of ads showing up. So uh, I think that shift from uh, PPC um, contribution being low to high is probably the biggest thing that I've noticed uh, in 2022. I think we've lost you high where your audio is off. Oops. Can yeah. see you, but can't that, hear. sorry for that. It was my fault. Yeah, I was just asking. Uh, so yeah. that's what yeah. I also see uh, in 22. Uh, and more and more Amazon is becoming a, a pay, like play per pay platform. So the more you pay, the more you can play. But uh, do you think this will continue in 23 or in a different way? Yeah, I think so. I think it will continue. Um, I, I think this trend is not going to slow down. There's going to be more ads. Uh, there's going to be more placements. And um, yeah, I think uh, that's definitely going to be a trend that I don't see um, any slowdown in. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I'm seeing now is I think there is a limitation of like what can be displayed on Amazon. So more and more as Amazon is acquiring this uh, other platforms that uh, provides content. So from search marketing, maybe there is a bit of a transition uh, towards the audience marketing, like finding the audiences, because it's also not always the ones who are searching that will buy but the kind of the audiences which are not even aware of the product, they may buy it just because they are watching a movie or a football game or something like that. So that right. might be uh, quite uh, interesting as well, I think, to see that trend. Now, maybe uh, next thing that I am really very interested to understand is like, you are focusing a lot on DSP. Yes. And uh, yes. we can uh, say that we have two of ours now. You need to, <laughs> now we have one Omar. That's nice. Now, by the way, the connection is much better now. I don't know what you did, Omar, but. Uh, I'm not sure. Right. Okay. So my, my question is like, and you said that the, the major way to, to do the audience marketing is DSP, because you may also do a little bit with sponsor display, et cetera, but it's limited. So, but at the same time, there is like, a, um, I mean, there is an entry point to DSP. So maybe you can elaborate a bit on that because a lot of customers ask us like, maybe like they spent $1,000 on advertising and in total like $15,000 revenue. And I'm like getting this question. So I want to do DSP. It, does it really make sense? You know, maybe you can right. tell us about yeah. the entry points. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, before I answer the question of, you know, who is DSP for, let me just uh, elaborate a little bit about what can DSP do, right? Because then it'll give you an idea of like who it is for, right? So what DSP can do really, really well is match first party shopper data 
uh, that comes or originates on Amazon with these uh, you know, individuals, uh, of course, anonymously, uh, wherever they are on the internet. So if someone has visited a page on Amazon, it shows some sort of interest. Uh, it shows that they are maybe in market, which means they're ready to buy something or they're researching, but they may not make that purchase right away. So these people, you know, get off of Amazon, you know, continue with their lives, do whatever they're doing, and then come the ads, then come the DSP ads that can follow them wherever they're going on the internet, uh, regardless of which websites they're on. And they keep kind of reminding them of, hey, you are looking at this product. Are you still interested? Do you want to, you know, so that that is one of the kind of biggest advantages of having DSP because DSP knows who these people are and it can basically track them across the internet. So that's one really powerful way. Now, can this be done with sponsored display? Yes, in, in many ways, sponsored display and DSP have a lot of overlapping features, especially the ability to remarket to people who haven't purchased from you yet. Right, so that's one uh, powerful way. However, DSP has a lot, lot more bells and whistles. You can do a lot more precision marketing. You can be more selective about your audience and maybe restrict it further, which things you cannot do with your sponsored display, right? So that's one. Then there are other things that DSP can do. For example, uh, DSP can help you reach people who might have purchased something in um, Whole Foods, for example, Whole Foods is owned by Amazon, right? So Whole Foods market is also a rich source of data um, and it has all the first party shopper data of someone who's maybe purchased, let's say, um, uh, organic food uh, on Whole Foods, uh, let's say in the past 90 days or 10 days or five days even, um, you can actually create audiences based on that foot traffic. And you can say, okay, if these people are interested in organic, then maybe they're interested in my product, which is you know, catering to the same kind of audience. So you're right, there's a lot, a lot, a lot more you can do with audience targeting in, in that sense. So that's one, Whole Foods, Whole Foods is one, uh, another way of kind of going about it. Um, you can also reach um, people through streaming TV, which basically means that, you know, there's obviously a shift from linear TV now to connected TV and connected TV is basically where people are connected to the internet and, what that means is that if they're connected to the internet, their identity is known, their shopping behaviors are known, their uh, watching preferences are known, all of that information is kind of known. And so you can therefore target ads to them, video ads to them uh, as they're streaming their you know, content. Now, why would they watch your ads? Well, because they have probably subscribed to some sort of uh, you know, free service. And for free, you, you've got to listen to ads, you've got to watch a couple of ads uh, in order to kind of make that service free and viable for uh, the, the platform provider. And so that's another opportunity for getting in front of uh, people. So they have to go through these non-skippable ads. Um, and so this, all these examples that I'm sharing are different ways in which DSP can help. Now uh, you might think, okay, this is not for me. I'm too small of a brand. I don't see myself showing video on, on television or you know any streaming kind of um, platform. Um, or you might say, no, I think uh, if I can find the right audiences, then why not? Like why, why not show my video uh, to people uh, that have already 
you know, looked at my page on Amazon. So those two pieces of information can now be connected for the first time. Like with DSP, you have that ability to find out who has searched and then serve them an ad on their TV, right? As a non-skippable ad. That's the power of DSP. So if you are a brand that has, you know, let's say a very high repeat purchase rate, something that makes it worthwhile to invest in that one uh, you know new uh, you know new to brand customer uh, because once you acquire that customer you can then essentially remarket to them over and over again through a cheaper ad type right so you can use dsp for getting in front of people and um, you know getting them interested in your brand and then remarket to them through other ad types right so that's one type of brand that might benefit from DSP marketing. Another type would be someone that has enough margin, so it's a higher ticket uh, item that they're selling on Amazon, and um, you know they just want to diversify their ad sources. They just don't want to just uh, limit themselves to what Amazon's platform is offering. They want to go outside and bring new to brand customers through top of funnel marketing, right? So that's another kind of um, you know segment of. Uh, of people or brands that might be interested or could find use in, in DSP. And then probably another one, which is kind of a little, um, uh, you know, it seems a little counterintuitive, but you can reach younger audiences like the ones that live on Twitch because Twitch is also owned by Amazon. Those younger audiences actually don't do any search marketing. They, they don't really search on Amazon. They, they don't live on Amazon and their style of searching is very different. It's more immersive. It's more through recommendations. Like, you know, we've, we've all seen the power of TikTok. Like we've seen how an influencer can make you buy stuff that you probably didn't know you wanted, right? And maybe you don't want it, but you'll still buy it because you know your peer group is excited about it and these influencers are excited about it. So that's the kind of um, you know audience you can reach also through DSP because they um, own Twitch and Twitch has, you know, as you know, it has millennials and it has uh, Generation Zs as their main kind of uh, users. Uh, so 29 million, um, users log into Twitch every single day. It's a gaming platform, but it's also now becoming more than just a gaming platform. You have other types of content that are rapidly you know, being uh, introduced on uh, to the Twitch platform. And so that's another type of brand that could take advantage of DSP, someone who wants to reach younger people who are not found on Amazon. Right. I mean, I could go on, but these are just some of the ways in which you can figure out if you really want uh, to explore with DSP or uh, or you want to stick with sponsored advertising. So that's amazing. And my question on top of that was, then what's the entry point for a for a brand? Like, uh, at what point it makes sense in terms of revenue? Yeah, yeah. So I, I would say, you know, definitely, um, you know, look at what Amazon is requiring out of brands. Amazon says you need to spend 35000 if you go with Amazon's managed services, 35000 over two months uh, in order to see, you know, any kind of results with DSP. So even if we take that as a ballpark and say, okay, if you can spend, uh, you have discretionary, uh, you know, um, marketing spend for at least 15k a month. Then DSP makes sense. Um, but you know, with agencies like ours, you can also start much lower than that. You don't have to spend 15,000. But what we've seen is that 
because Amazon charges a hefty fee uh, to use this platform, at least 10% of the ad spend actually goes to Amazon just for using that data, right? Another couple of percentage, I don't know, three to 5% might go um, into the service provider uh, that uses that platform. So 15% of your ad spend actually just goes away to paying things off, like all these people off. Um, so in order to see any kind of good results, you'll have to run, um, quite a few ads before you can start honing in on the uh, the audiences that are actually working for you before you can start seeing any kind of um, results like I mean you need to spend first before you can find uh, which market which audience is working for you so I would say a minimum of 10k would make sense like if you're willing to spend ten thousand dollars on uh, upper funnel advertising or DSP advertising, then uh, then DSP should be one that you, you should consider. Um, if not, you can easily start looking at sponsored display more closely because now we have a lot more controls there that can help you achieve at least some of the, um, you know, take advantage of some of the features that DSP offers. Okay. Um, <clears throat> with the DSP, um, I like, you know, I personally like DSP a lot, and I think like in the next in the next uh, few years, I don't know. You know, when we talk about DSP, I look at my PPC and like, okay, uh, you know, use bit bit useless now because you know now DSP. If you have it, you can even like in Facebook, you can target people down. You can you can you know you can you really put them into into uh, the funnel we are losing you a bit under uh, comes the about your customer you know you don't have to uh, i mean obviously okay oh um am i am i back uh kind of not really the best okay uh, yeah maybe. okay listen I, I i take off the camera um should be better now yeah right absolutely now we okay can. i i begin again okay i don't know where where did i stop with my uh, uh with my question yeah but we, we we heard you so you can continue it's just like okay don't worry don't worry okay anyway the the dsp side for me is it's uh you know it's something super advanced and now my question is um do you think that PPC in a few few months or maybe a few years will still be there? Because you know it's uh, it looks it looks like it looks like DSP is taking over. And when I look at Facebook, Facebook they manage it pretty well. I mean now Facebook is old. Uh, you know something else will come or is already coming. Um, there's Instagram, all that stuff. But but you can really segment down your customer your customer base. Okay, you need to spend a bit of money. But at the end of the day, this is a super powerful tool. And I'm looking at PPC and the, the, the whole setup of PPC. And really, I'm, I'm like, okay, uh, now DSP is there. Why not everybody is using it already? Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's uh, some basic differences between uh, DSP and sponsored advertising, and those are going to remain the same because I think Amazon wants to be able to target um, all types of sellers and all types of advertisers, right? So uh, one of the things with DSP is that it is uh, CPM based, which means you get charged per impression, whereas you know, most of the sponsored advertising is CPC based. So you only get charged when someone clicks on your ad, right? Uh, now for most people, uh, CPM based um, advertising is 
quite out of reach because you know you really don't have a uh, search intent you don't have buying intent there it's just interruption right you're showing an ad when someone is not looking to buy something whereas search marketing is more bottom of funnel and it can um, you know do well with cpc based um, you know uh, you know uh, pricing which which is why amazon will i don't think they will ever get rid of uh, cpc based uh, sponsored advertising the way it is currently running so to answer your question i think both will coexist uh, dsp in fact will maybe be um, a great driver of, of traffic to Amazon. Uh, but then if there's any searches that originate on Amazon, there's got to be ads on uh, on the Amazon platform to catch those. So um, one is more for search-based uh, advertising and one is more for, you know, audience-based, um, you know, targeting and intent-based, uh, you know, targeting. Thank you. Great reply. And for you, hi. Uh, do do you see it the same? I mean, like when you when you search or anything, what what goes through your head when you see the first page, for example? You know, because they know what we want. You know, it's like it's like I'm targeting with DSP all day long. I think. Right. No, that makes uh, sense. I think there is like two different things here. Like sometimes you want to buy something and you go and search. Now the problem is uh, when you search you just if you see so many ads coming like if you remember 10 years ago it was all about the people who searched this also bought this yeah exactly etc now it's like ads 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 you know so you don't you kind of i think it, it will <laughs> in the long term change the trust element between amazon and the consumers but as of today uh the consumers still trust Amazon that they are getting the best price uh, at the best quality and the best price combination. There is a trust, but the more the uh, the platform ads uh, proliferate, uh, that trust uh, may diminish and some other platforms can benefit from that. But So that's one type of people who are looking for buying something. And then there is another type of people, they don't look for something, but they buy because they are a part of an audience and and somehow the ad is relevant to them which is like sounds more healthy to me but you cannot ignore the search marketing as well i have a question here now i want to go back to the the previous thing where you mentioned that at least ten thousand uh, dollars needs to be spent which makes sense even probably ten thousand is just like just the beginning like i know companies spending a hundred thousand dollars into that very easily the question is and you also said that first you spend and then you will get some results which means like your audience will build up etc now the question is like how are you going to measure the uh, the success because the success of uh, ad advertising is all about ACOS or ROAS, but then there is the brand awareness that most of the customers, they they ignore, like, I mean, they don't care. They just still put, look into that ACOS. Now, if it is DSP, it's not even based on the clicks, but based on the number of impressions. But then what's the success criteria here? How should I... Right. How should I assume that I should continue to spend uh, $10,000 as an as a Amazon seller? Uh, what I'm going to get out of it? And then what will be the success criteria here? 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. There's a few different concepts here that we can, uh, you know, take advantage of. One is that uh, with DSP, uh, there's most certainly going to be an increase in traffic on Amazon uh, because you're sending traffic from outside to Amazon, right? So with that traffic, you can actually look at your business reports. I would look at that. I mean, that's what we do as well to see um, if there's any overall brand lift. Like, is there any improvement since you started using DSP? Was there any improvement in, let's say, your conversion rate or your, um, you know, just the number of conversions uh, that are happening uh, through Amazon? Um, so I would look at that correlation and try to see if there's any improvement there. Um, the second thing is that, you know, obviously it's so hard to kind of tie together what's happened on DSP and what's happening through sponsored advertising. So much so that Amazon has actually now provided us with a new tool. Yes, there's another tool available in the market. It's uh, the uh, Amazon Marketing Cloud. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but this is the, the way that you can actually consolidate data that's coming from DSP and sponsored. And you can basically use that data to kind of uh, arrive at a better understanding of how DSP is assisting your sales or not, right? So there's this concept of assisted sales where maybe people saw your ad more than once before they actually decided to purchase, right? So there is some value in showing, um, you know, your ads, uh, you know, frequently in order for that conversion to actually take place. Uh, there are also tools out there that can uh, tell you the, the, the relationship between frequency and purchase, right? How many times do you need to show an ad before it can actually result in a conversion and so there's studies that you can do with these uh, with these types of tools that uh, that of course are out of reach for most people but let's say you you do invest in a tool like that it can actually tell you uh, at what frequency you perform the best uh, and that's you know how uh, marketers can can use DSP uh, to to drive the right type of um, you know targeting and to do the right type of uh, uh, you know driving the right type of audiences um, to 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 Amazon. Um, another thing that you could look at another metric that I look at is uh, new to brand, right? So new to brand is. Um, both on DSP as well as your, uh, uh, you know, sponsored side, you can you can actually see the correlation between new to brand sales, um, and um, you know the, the kind of the growth or the impact of DSP on your advertising because as you increase your new to brand customers, you can actually leverage you know uh, the remarketing uh, part of the funnel later on, and that way you can kind of uh, kind of see the, the the return on investment even though in the the beginning you may not be able to see uh, DSP spend being justified you know if you have a, a repeat purchase uh, rate then uh, you, you can see a recovery happening along uh, you know along the line however you're right it is extremely hard to measure just by looking at numbers like ACOS and ROAS those can be pretty misleading because the way Amazon responds uh, or reports ROAS numbers is on DSP is quite misleading because you're, you're just looking at impression-based uh, you know, interactions there. And I mean, you can get more strict with yourself and just look at clicks and not, or, or click-throughs and not impression-based um, detail page views uh, in order to get, you know, the to drive the correlation between someone saw your ad, they clicked on your ad, then they purchased, right? So 
you can maybe do that extra bit of cleanup uh, on your data. Uh, but most people don't do that. They go with whatever concept DSP has come, uh, has come inbuilt with, which is just reporting the row as numbers as they are. Makes sense. And uh, sometimes when I get this type of questions, I always think about like, if a, if a, if a brand is like um, kind of advertising on a billboard uh, on the highway, do they uh, really look at like, what's the ACOS, <laughs> you know, or, I mean, some of the things about all advertising is the brand yeah. awareness, reaching out to new markets. You mentioned, for example, like just also as a summary, like Whole Foods for CPG brands, it's an amazing uh, data that uh, to tap into. Then the streaming TV, TV IMDB TV, the Twitch, which uh, the youngsters, they don't even search on Amazon and also the remarketing and follow up, following up the consumer on a different platform. All of these things are not available with the uh, Amazon PPC anyway. So either you just spend the money, you try and and it makes sense as you mentioned, if, if the customer, if the Amazon seller wants to reach out to new audiences or uh, or also there is a repeat buy situation or, or the margins are high and it's not about margin, but it's about selling more products. I think it all makes sense, you know, and I tried to summarize also all the kind of yes. the, the main points that you mentioned. Exactly. I mean, that's an amazing, amazing information. Uh, Ritu, I think we can continue to talk about it for many hours. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, we will invite you again because you are one of the the experts, uh, the top experts in the market, and uh, we really, really appreciate the time. I mean, that was extremely valuable information uh, for our audience. I'm sure there will be follow ups as well. Uh, thank you very much thank you. for joining. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so me. much both. Right. Yeah, thank you. Hi, thank you so much, Omar. I really enjoyed it. Uh, see you soon. Thank you.